Hello, listeners, and welcome to the U.S. Department of State's Global Innovation Through Science and Technology, or GIST, Innovation Talk on Product Development. My name is Genesis Lodise. I am a Communications Specialist with VentureWell, the main implementing partner for the GIST initiative, and I'll be your host for this episode. We have a great guest with us today for this GIST Innovation Talk, Jaden Johnston of Tugboat, a Lullabot company. Jaden is the head of business development at Tugboat, a U.S.-based tech startup, and she'll be discussing with us today Tugboat's experiences with product development, pivoting, product market fit, and more. Jaden, it's great to have you with us today. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Uh, It's really awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. So let's jump right in. Can you tell us a bit about your background, your role, and a little bit about what Tugboat is? Yeah. So um, my background is a little bit varied. So, um, you know, I've taken kind of a product agency product journey, but my focus has really been kind of in early stage taking things to market. So um, that has covered a little bit of e-learning that has covered um, more technical side of things, um, including what we're working on now with Tugboat. Um, And in both cases, um, you know, some of my focus has really been around operationalizing, um, building the sales engine, um, and kind of uh, more focusing on the revenue side of things. Specifically for Tugboat, I think a lot of our journey has been around um, kind of finding the departure from agency client services side of things into more of a product. And that really is a huge shift, having operated solely under a client services model. Can you talk a little bit about that decision to expand beyond client services and into productizing? Was it an organic realization where you all just said, wow, we have a potential product here. Let's see if anyone needs it. Or was it a a more targeted approach where you saw a need that wasn't being met and designed a solution specifically for that? Yeah, a lot to to sort of dissect there. So um, just to give you a little bit of background on what Tugboat is. So Essentially, we are a tool um, that unblocks the sort of software development lifecycle. And what I mean by that is we um, literally encourage collaboration amongst stakeholders by removing blockers to feedback, things like that. So we create deployment previews. A developer can push code make a preview, send it to stakeholders and get immediate feedback on the fly. So it's great because it certainly cuts down cycles and dependencies on things like staging servers. It creates efficiencies. It works across multiple disciplines. So it's a really, it's a really wonderful tool um, that can be shared across devices, people, teams, things like that. So it's very, you know, it just makes the process a lot more user centric and friendly. And so the reason that I wanted to give that context is because, as you said, it was kind of organically developed by the Lullabot team. So a couple of developers kind of just built it um, as a thing that they wanted to use on their own processes uh, during the development cycle in Lullabot. Um, Tested it on ourselves, um, realized that it was building efficiencies, saving times, and just kind of unlocking all the things I just discussed. And... Then we said, hey, well, let's let's have, you know, let's have some of our clients try it out. And then it just kind of immediately got some early adoption there. Um, and then more clients were asking for it. So just by way of having a test on ourselves, we were able to sort of make that leap and to say, hey, this is kind of a viable thing. You know, let's let's kind of keep tinkering with it. Let's let's just quietly use this. Let's 
let's see what kind of results we're getting and how, how it kind of unlocks us in terms of process, things like that. So we didn't take an immediate focus on it. I mean, this was back in 2013. So we've sort of just been chugging along. It's been this little kind of quiet thing running in the background. But in terms of this larger shift, when we made this decision, this was a move to be kind of a company of companies within an agency, a client services agency. Um, we have tons of amazing people who have been there for a long time. We want to continue to retain those. But in order for us to make more of that, leadership has to really be honed in on the core values of the company and kind of create a vision around like, what does mobility look like? What are the optimal outcomes of that mobility? How do we create opportunities for the workforce? So we sort of looked at this as one of those streams to kind of create some new avenues for career growth. Um, and kind of like along the way, you create new opportunities for growth, you equal new streams of revenue that opens up many doors for learning, uh, building expertise in new areas, and you just kind of get the bonus of cracking into new markets at that point too. <laughs> so I think that, um, you know, while we were kind of thinking about building those uh, building those opportunities. There's also this sort of philosophy that happens in the company, which is, you know, we have that small giants mentality. Um, we're not subscribing to hyper growth. We're not um, grow or die. We, um, you know, we've been an agency long enough to know what does work and how harsh it can be to have that kind of a mentality and how quickly burnout can happen and things like that. So for us, it's quality over quantity. We saw this opportunity with Tugboat saying, hey, you know, we have some really smart people developing this product. Let's put some focus on it and see what can happen. I love that aspect of creating new opportunities as an output of growth. It's almost an overlooked byproduct of growth. A lot of young companies that are starting to think about branching out and creating new products maybe aren't giving that a lot of consideration. How is their team going to need to grow as the company grows? What new opportunities are you going to create for your team as a result? This might be an opportunity for your core team to step up into those new roles. A lot to consider. But let's switch gears here a little. When Tugboat started to take off, what mechanism did you use to get customer feedback and, and how did you assess whether or not it was serving their needs and, and what kind of cycle did you put into place for incorporating that back into the product? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, like I said, we were our own client at first, you know, so um, it was kind of it was an interesting journey because we were literally saying, Hey, team member, you know, this is working or it's not. Um, and once we sort of got past that initial sort of test phase, it's, you know, you get the first client in and you open doors by way of just tools. So what I mean by that is, you know, you get them in Slack and you're constantly interfacing with them. So you're literally getting that real time one-to-one, -one, Hey, this is broken. Hey, this isn't working. I mean, we're lucky enough being small that we can manage that. I mean, I don't know that every large, you know, hyper growth organization can necessarily do that. However, I've seen it done and successfully. Um, but for us, it did work and it continues to work. So, you know, as we evolve the product, we have, you know, sort of said, hey, you know, we're going to offer support in this way to customers. We're going to, you know, have different tiers for each plan. And that's just, you know, you, you kind of have to shape that based on, capability, but also, you know, that gives you the opportunities to start prioritizing feedback that you are getting and turn translating that into a product roadmap, sort of, 
you know, it's that sort of um, organic maturation that happens. So you start kind of understanding, okay, these are like the critical things. These are the nice to haves. Um, and how can I continue to serve the client, but also show product growth at the same time, continue to respond, um, and then ultimately put together a map that allows you to scale. And then at that point it was like, well, what, what happens if we do focus on it? So that point was where we sort of tipped the scale and said, let's just put our money where our mouth is. Let's do a little investment in this. Let's throw some people at it. Let's, let's dedicate a team to this thing. Um, and then, you know, once we kind of defined that we wanted to have that as a goal, then it was, okay, let's operationalize, you know, let's set some revenue goals. Let's get aggressive. Let's get achievable, um, and do actual proper market testing and competitive analysis and see like who else is out there doing these types of things. Um, and that inherently validated even more this problem statement, which is like, underscoring this solution that is both cost effective and it's adaptable to shifting client needs, which obviously we know can change and are being changed by market conditions, things like that. So it's been a really interesting journey on that side of things. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up the marketing aspect because it is probably pretty different marketing a service versus a product. On top of that, you have been primarily working with a pool of existing clients where you can maybe upsell your new product to them. But have you moved outside of that pool? And what has it been like working with those new clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that's such a good question, too, because we're literally like right in the middle of that. Um, that is that is our hyper focus right now. Um, we've never had to really develop a, an outbound strategy. Um, so, you know, like we were talking at the beginning or before we started actually <laughs> about, you know, this sort of loss that we're all feeling, which is we don't get to go to events. We don't get to go interface and network and go fly and see a customer um, and have meetings on site and, and grow those relationships in person. So really it's been interesting for both Lullabot and Tugboat to kind of shift in both those areas. Um, and like you were saying, you know, there is a difference between, I think client services and agency marketing versus product marketing, because one is really like, you know, you're translating a client vision into a digital experience. Um, and a lot of that is really driven by the client and their feedback and how they're, they want to be shaped. Whereas on the product side, you're sort of developing this, you're listening to client feedback, but you're also trying to solve a really specific problem. Um, so part of that is building that brand affinity. Um, and getting adoption for that product and then trying to get evangelization by those adopters, right? So it's a little bit of that chasm crossing that we talk about in the, in the go-to-market strategy. And I think that's kind of what we're approaching at this point is that we're trying to carve out, yes, we have had this client base from the agency. We're sort of leaping away from that. Um, but we're trying to find who these early adopters are so we can leap into the, the early like majority of it. Um, and that's kind of a, it's like a scary, but exciting place to be. Um, <laughs> and we're trying on all sorts of new hats. You know, you have to really rev up your content marketing. You have to start developing like, what does your inbound engine versus your outbound engine look like? Um, and when you're building from the ground up, I mean, anything is possible, right? So 
you know, in addition to that, I think that there's opportunities for us being a Drupal centric company. I know that diversification is a big deal right now. So I think that's another reason that Tugboat was a great thing for us to sort of do as an offshoot. You know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Um, and like we were sort of touching on there with market can, you know, capabilities right now, economic crazy and everything that's happening in the world. Um, I think that there is even more opportunity while there's folly, there is opportunity for experimentation um, and not just having all your eggs in the same basket, because if you can create that additional sort of like stream, then obviously, especially now that can be really impactful. As part of that process, what were the things that scared you the most as you entered into this new space? And wrapped up in that, what are the risk factors that you are evaluating and weighing as you move forward with the product? How do you balance the risk with the knowledge that you have a very talented team? And how much does that factor in? So I think, you know, for us, we're always looking at the ways that we can take advantage of what we already know. Um, and be as nimble as possible with the small team and the resources that we have. There seems to be a pressing need to build more time for people. I mean, if anybody's missing anything right now, it's time. I know I am. <laughs> I don't know about you all, but I'm homeschooling. And that's really, really, I mean, it's a time suck. So what I mean by that is I think that teams are probably suffering from the same thing. I mean, there's been layoffs. There's been agencies closing up shop, things like that. Um, and it's hitting everybody in different ways. So the intent is, yeah, it's, it's technical and it's, it's a new product, but also at the same, the heart of it is creating efficiencies for teams. So, um, you know, kind of finding those opportunities within that risk that you're talking about, um, is, is one thing I think, you know, the other thing is just being conservative with resources and, you know, you have a small investment. How do you make the most out of that? Um, you know, we're fortunate to be backed by Lullabot and taking this focus to market. Um, but we have to drive with intent. Um, we have to not be frivolous with our marketing activities. We have to overcome those obstacles, which are like tough economic conditions and crossing the chasm of product adoption at the same time. Um, but I think that, you know, if we remain hyper-focused on those areas and ensure that we're spending time in the right places and paying attention to that feedback, um, we have a better chance for success. Um, I think that that's probably what I would say is, you know, staying lean, working lean, um, staying connected. Um, how do you get the most impact from budgets? How do you spend your time in the mo most impactful way? Because when you're getting, you know, 15 minute chunks a day to work on things in between everything else that's going on in life. <laughs> like, how do you capitalize on that? You know, how do you make the most of those moments? Um, and, you know, just on a broader level, I think that I've been in situations where new products go to market or new services and you get into sort of that identity crisis almost um, where you don't know which one you are. You are a product with a service or you're a service with a product or maybe you're a little bit of both, but you have to kind of define in, in either way. Um, but you almost kind of get a backwards problem um, when you're in that situation. 
but if you can solve it, then you find that sweet spot between the two and, and you can get one to run within the other and hopefully get full organizational alignment between teams in doing so. And then you turn that into an opportunity, which is kind of the like success problem. You've created a new revenue stream and forces you to do what you set out to do, which was scale the company. Aha, uh -huh, yes, the identity crisis that I'm sure many startups go through as they begin to grow beyond the initial scope of their solution. That's an important point to raise that you have to find that balance. What other advice do you have for startups that are beginning to evaluate potential pivots or changing up their business model? Yeah, I think the biggest thing or one of the biggest things I have learned is um, probably the importance of that word evaluate. Um, it is critical for us to continuously be looking at where we are, where we've come from and, you know, how are we adapting? Um, that also to me has meant moving away from that fail fast mentality. That was such a big deal for so long. I think that we're moving more to a, an adapt fast mentality. So you know, I, I, there's, there's method in the madness, there's uh, legacy in the mistakes, but I think that um, if we can use those to be more malleable and adapt quickly to the changes that we're all being hit with, um, that'll help us grow and I'll, it'll help us both learn and teach in the long run. Fantastic advice. I love that moving away from fail fast and into adapt fast. We see that in idea and early stage folks who have to be very flexible and, as you said, very nimble, but also very resilient. I think the success stories that we hear about are because they were able to adapt quickly. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. And again, like, I think that that's such a, it's such a key part of um, your own personal journey. Um, if you're able to sort of bring that to a team, get others to buy into that mentality, then you yourself will continue to grow. Um, at least that's been my personal experience. I think adaptability is just so key. Um, and it, it has not only led me to be able to coach more effectively, but it's just also helped me with my own like reassurance um, in terms of self-confidence and knowing that, you know, I can get past this challenge and I can, I can grow and I can bring more um, and I'm capable of, of um, you know, doing these kinds of like risky things in the market or being a part of a team that wants to like take a chance on something. So yeah, I think it's super important. Um, and the more that you can kind of help others see that journey, um, that's just the better for the team. Jaden, this has been great. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all of your knowledge and experience with our listeners. Thanks for having me. It was really good to chat with you. For all our listeners tuning in, we encourage you to check out our other GIST Innovation Talks by visiting our website, gistnetwork.org.